Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply was the bye week in terms of self-scouting, and, and did you guys spend more time on scheme thoughts or more on individual guys and what they can do? I would say both. You know, Once we got off that plane from Clemson um, that Sunday, it uh, was very much just making sure all the data was in order um, so that we could dig through it on Sunday night into Monday. And I would say the first, before we got back with the players, um, a lot of it had to do with just the data through the first four weeks, you know, where we were at, what we were doing, um, what are the things that we can build off of. Um, you know, defense is kind of like offense too, where, hey, these are the pictures we've shown. Let's make sure the pictures change up going into next week. And just, you know, all that things that you do with all the information you get through the first four weeks. And then there was a big personnel meeting, you know, because uh, I think this, unlike the first several years here, we have a bunch of really good young players that aren't playing a lot right now. And so then what was the plan? Um, you know, where were they at at this point? You know, what we, what we can do to expedite, you know, their ability to get on the football field, whether it's in the kicking game or on defense. Um, so, you know, that was kind of a synopsis of what went on early in that week last week. Kind of following up on that through four games, gone against some pretty good offenses, you know, it's always building, but on defense, like what do you think you guys are good at right now? What are things that you take a look at and say, we, we need to improve on, on these aspects moving forward? Yeah, I thought, you know, we went in the year making sure that we we're going to be better in the run game in all ways, you know, and, you know, I think, you know, minus a run here or a run there, you know what I mean? And I thought we've done a nice job of building walls and being better in that way. Um, you know, I think we've got to do a better job in the pass game um, just of staying connected to receivers more. Um, I think that, that can be definitely improved upon. Um, you know, I liked, you know, there were different games of different um, focuses, you know, of keeping some of these quarterbacks in the pocket. I thought, you know, especially going all the way back to the LSU game, I thought our front really did a good job of just understanding what we were trying to get accomplished in that game and their execution of it. Um, you know, as you build on year to year, week to week, you know, you, you put more and more on them um, and just measuring, you know, what's too much, you know, what is allowing your guys to go play and, you know, just you're always, you know, coaching is always about trying to put yourself in a position to reflect with the fast forward button on, you know, and that's kind of what we try to do and, um, you know, I've got a good sense of what our guys do well. Um, we got to continue to you know, double down on that, but also stay ahead of it, you know, so that, you know, offenses, every time they line up, have a little bit of um, 
this but this type of mindset to them. So um, I, like the, I like the guys that we have, and I like the direction that we're heading, and just the urgency of what it needs to look like this week is just full throttle. Because, you know, we and fans don't necessarily have all the information. Um, but you, in a game like that against Clemson, uh, where you, when you blitz more, you had more success, then, like, then the next question from our side is, well, why don't you blitz more? So like, what goes into those decisions and, and kind of did Clemson do anything differently that you guys maybe either didn't expect or didn't believe would happen? Um, to answer your first question, I mean, if blitzing was always what was going to work, we would blitz every single play. You know, and we have blitzers ready for each play, you know, to be honest with you. Um, whether they're in empty formations, unbalanced formations, condensed formations, four opens, you know, and um, you, know, you have mindsets going to each game of, you know, when we look at things, it's always like, okay, what's the matchup personnel-wise? Um, are there any tips or identifications in motions and splits and formation looks that you want to pressure those looks? Are there certain looks that you don't want to pressure? Uh, are there certain times that you don't want to show a look so then when that comes up again in a critical situation, they're not prepared for what you're going to do? You know, so there's all those things. And you know, there's times that we've played a lot of coverage. There's times that we pressured a lot. Uh, I hope in both those instances they both work. You know, and uh, you know, it's my job to continue to work through that and put them in the best situation. You know, and that's the job every, every week you know, of, you know, whether it's the first play of the series, whether it's the last play of the game. You know what I mean? What is the scenario that we can put our guys in the best position that they can go play their best? You know, and sometimes that has to do with rushing four. Sometimes it has to do with rushing seven. You know, and all that stuff just goes into putting together a plan. Specifically the, the Kalen blitz and fumble and touchdown. One, the significance of that play, like for you to see that happening. What was that like? And then two, I guess, what what did you see maybe going into that that play that allowed you to like, okay, we're going to do this aggressive uh, field side blitz? Well, you know, that whole series, you know, that was a, you know, a, I don't even want to say a back and forth game, but obviously it was at a critical moment. But you know, we had done a really good job in the run game and they hit their first big run, over a 30-yard run on a counter play. Um, then Jared comes back and answers it with a TFL on just a base look. And so we got him a second and long and plus, you know what I mean? And so there had been a few of their, you know, throw games that took a longer, a little bit longer to develop, you know, per se, you know, in some of their route combinations. So it's something that, you know, it's just some pressures that we feel comfortable with, you know. And I, what I was proud of is the communication that happened between Tatum, Shaheem, and Kalen on that play, you know. And, when you execute at a high level with good players, usually good things happen, and that was a big play, you know, and it was a critical play. And, you know, momentum is as big as the next play, but that was a really big one for us. And uh, proud to see Fisk pass it to Kalen to make that thing work. You guys have had stretches in every game where you've, you've kind of been dominant. Even the Boston College game, you went on a 28 nothing run. They had five drives. They didn't do anything. LSU, you shut down for the most part. Clemson in the second half, you shut down. Um, is there a common theme to why <laughs> that doesn't start from the start of the game? You know what I mean? Like it seems like you struggle to start the game, you find your footing, and then you can take control of the game. Is there a common theme to? Is it just teams doing things you haven't seen on film to start a game that you guys get your footing later as the game goes on? You know, I think Corey. You know, we always want to start fast. You know, and you know there are some. You know, games that we've started faster than others. I mean, you look at how the, 
the season started, you know, and that was the opposite of the way, you know, big play, but then you go down and you stand up. What I've, what my message to the guys has been through four, four weeks is what I really appreciate is when we've needed you and we've needed you at times, you know, as a defense, um, when our backs have been against the wall, we've played our best. That's great, right? Let's play our best when we're not near the wall, you know, and, you know, it's taken a lot of work to get that mental toughness and that belief and that fortitude that whether it's a goal line stop or whether it's a critical third down or whether it's in the fourth quarter or whether we got to go create a takeaway and score, whatever that all is, um, really happy that we have that to us because that's an important trait, toughness, mindset, ability to respond, all those things. Um, you know, how do we create, and I use the word urgency, um, you know, but how do we create that um, constantly? Because we try to do it here in practice. We, we do it in meetings, you know, it just, you know, in some of those games, you know, sometimes, you know, there are some good players you play against and they make a play, but you never want to take a knee to that. You know, you want to force the action. You want to make sure your guys are always the aggressor. Um, you want to make sure you tackle well coming out of the gate, um, you know, all those things. And, you know, I go back to some of the Friday practices that we've had and some have been better than others. And that's a continued push for me um, to connect what we're doing out there and what we're doing, you know, on that game field. But I do appreciate this when, We've had to make an adjustment, whether it's um, a tackling, whether it's pressuring, whether it's how do we play certain sets. Our guys do listen, you know what I mean? And they do respond. Um, we just want to create that for 60 minutes. Renardo has done a lot of good things, obviously. Uh, that third down stop was huge in overtime. But then also, I thought the, the moment where Shipley got the best of him on a, on a carry, and then the next play, I mean, he just came up and laid the wood to a big dude. Um, what can you just, what's it like been watching see him play? Yeah, Renardo's a great competitor. You know, he really is. And uh, I think he's got confidence in coverage right now. He's always been a good run supporter. You know, that's why we played him at safety a little bit, you know, in, early in his career. Um, but I mean, he's really good in run support. You know, he's been a really good one-on-one -on -one cover guy um, this year. And um, he's somebody we have a lot of confidence in, you know, and but that, that was a big play, you know. I mean, I think that running back at Clemson is one of the better in the country. You know, he's a ferocious runner, and he breaks a lot of tackles. But, you know, there was a one run fit that was absolutely textbook, with, and it was multiple people, and the ball just bounced out to our unblocked player. And we talked about building the wall and what it needs to look like. But that free player has got to go tackle like that, and Renardo did it and um, got a lot of confidence in him. I don't know how much like pre-scouting. I'm not going to ask anything that bad. I hope, Coach. Um, you know, how I guess far in advance do you scout an opponent? Virginia Tech came into the season with a, a different, you know, Grant Wells. I guess is going to be their starting quarterback, and they've gone to Kyron, uh, the Kyron kid. Um, does that affect a lot of the the sort of preparation you had, or does it throw a wrench in the plans, or do you not look that far ahead, like four weeks ago, to like this is what we're going to see five weeks from now against Virginia Tech? Yeah, there's a lot of summer pre-study that you do, especially with uncommon opponents. Uh, but even with guys that you've played for four years now, you're still doing some pre-work in the summer. And listen, coaching is maybe like your profession. You do a lot of groundwork underneath the surface, and you could study something for 45 to an hour, and you find something that falsifies the information, you just move forward. You know, and that's just our profession. You know, you're constantly trying to find tips, clues. You're trying to find an edge. 
and you can't get frustrated when it comes up and you find a reason why it won't be an edge. You just drop it and you go to the next topic. And so, you know, personnel changes, quarterback changes, you know, we've gone through that here. And, um, you know, I think they pretty much sell it in on why they made the quarterback change. I think it was due to an injury early, but I think they have a lot of confidence in how that game's played the last, especially the last four quarters. What would, uh, if Akeem, when, when Akeem is available again, um, and what, what would that do for the, the secondary? Well, it's a guy that's been almost a three to four year starter. So, I mean, it will just continue to build playmaking and depth and competition, you know. And, um, you know, just whenever he is back, it still doesn't take away the urgency for this younger group of, of DBs. You know, we got to continue to push that. And, um, you know, it's, it's human nature when you're a young player to come in and all of a sudden you don't play a lot in the first game and you get not frustrated, but just kind of set in the way of, okay, is this the way the rotation? And our message to them is the rotations, you know, as much as we want consistency and we'll lock into a consistent rotation, um, but we're trying to find reasons to involve people. And so just the opportunities, whether it's on special teams, whether it's just out there on the practice field of making sure regardless of who's available that has played here in the past. Um, we've had guys that have come back as returning starters that have gotten beat out. Um, we've had guys that came in in true freshmen that have taken starting roles. So, um, you know, Akeem's definitely somebody that's played a lot of football for us, um, somebody that was playing good football, and we look forward to getting him back at some point. Uh, but the urgency of improvement for all players are still out there.